It's happening. Oh. It's crappening. The apocalypse is here. It's it is the end frapp- of the world. What's a frappening? Is that like like a frap? Like a frappuccino? Oh, okay. Like I got coffee. Coffee's Wait, happening. Fap. Isn't there a word for like a fat thing called a fap? I don't know. Right, I know what a fupa is. What's a fupa? That front upper, front upper pussy area. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's technically front upper pelvic area, but is, I learned it as front upper pussy is, area. Isn't that your clit? No, that's that big, huge I pouch I have. Right here. Ah. Yeah, I got one of those. I like to make ads about it. Front <laughs> upper pussy area? Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to curse on this, so as you know. I like know. you asked before. I know. It's happening. I can't believe I you finally said did clit. it. <laughs> And that is one of the worst curse words. So much that boys don't even know that it exists. How about I just get it out and say cunt? I like it. it. And then we're done. I love it. And now Winetta can't listen to it. She will turn it (laughs) off immediately. My mother will never listen to this. She would probably like to listen to this one, though. Because her sister's on. My Aunt Pam is on. Pam! Yes, Yes. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. By the way, I didn't do this first. I'm Michelle. Oh, I'm Sam. Yeah. That's Pam. Pam is here. Hi. I'm Aunt Pam. <laughs> You're the... The aunt who says fuck. Yeah. There you go. You are the reason that I always attribute and tell people that I'm as weird as I as I am. I say, hey, did you get rap, uh, uh, <laughs> wrapping paper? As, when you got president, presidents, presents as a child... Sam did, can't speak today. No, did you He's get wrapping paper rapping. that was covered in pictures of dead babies in jars? <laughs> and they say, what the fuck did you just say to me? And I go, oh, was that weird? And they say, what the fuck did you just say to me? So Pam's the best thing thanks. I'm getting out of this marriage. <laughs> Sam has surpassed the master. Uh, nah, I don't think so. You're still weirder than me. Mm, You're uh, more neurotic. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but you are the reason that I like strange things. And for that, I thank you officially. You're In very front welcome. of all 27 people that listen Ooh, to this podcast. <laughs> we're famous. All right. We're talking about a movie today. But just conveniently enough, I get to play music. You do. And uh, Pam brought us a fun one. It's something I've never seen. It's called Help. We are in the pop business. What the fuck are you talking about? That's what Norwegians call this because of translation things. I read here. It says here that Norwegians know the film as help. We are in the pop business. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it was translated. I love it. This is Spinal Tap is known as help. We are in the pop business. I'm glad you got some info on this because that was delightful. I had no idea. Uh, That doesn't fit this movie at all, though. That's the dumbest title I've ever heard in my life. But no, we're talking about This is Spinal Tap. A beautiful, beautiful movie. And I just kind of want to know off the bat, since you hadn't seen this movie before. What was I expecting? What were you like? And what was your general impression of what this was going to be? Because somebody could like be told about this and think it's going to be either funnier than they might think it is or like look different or be like, I don't know, more about a band instead of just fucking idiots pretending to be in a band. So I've heard about this movie for a long time. Mm -hmm. I've known of its existence. I didn't necessarily know what it was about, but then I've known what it was about for quite a while. I'm just saying like I've known its existence before I knew anything about it for whatever reason. It's just always been around, even though I don't think... 
anyone I knew owned it or watched it. No one ever watched it around me. Um, but it was just, it's, it's pop culture. It's huge. It just exists. It's out there. I always felt like it was a cult movie. So like if there wasn't somebody that was already almost obsessed with it, you aren't going to find it mm-hmm. past a certain time. Cause well, my sister liked some Christopher guest movies, but this is not technically a Christopher guest movie, even though Christopher guest is eh. a big part of this movie. He turns out when I told you it wasn't a Christopher guest movie, I thought this was more of a, uh, I can never remember his name. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. I always just call him Marty DeBerge. <laughs> um, I always thought it was more his, and he just like let these guys go off. But I didn't realize that they got writing credit, and this was kind of like born out of their idea as well. And they all kind of like came in as one. I was giving, say his name again. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. I don't know why I can't remember that fucking guy's name. What's his dad's name? Carl. Carl Reiner. Reiner. He's dead now, right? Yes. yes. He was Rob. old as hell. <laughs> he was what? Old as hell. Thank you. But I always thought this was more of a Rob Reiner thing, and I'm very pleased to find out that it was all of them, and that like Rob Reiner wanted to give everyone credit for writing in this entire movie, but I guess the Writers Guild wouldn't let him do that, which is uh, also makes me think better of Rob Reiner, because sometimes he can come off kind of douchey. Yeah. I don't know if he's douchey as much that he's just an opinionated person, and he's pretty liberal, so there are a lot of people who don't like him for that reason. And like South Park has made fun of him multiple times. But That's I w- probably what it is. South Park probably tainted my fucking opinion of Rob Reiner, and I really don't even know They've the guy at They've painted him all. as pretentious, I believe. Well, when I think and of him, it's, uh, it's Meathead on All in the Family. Oh, yeah. He is Meathead on yeah. All in the Family. So, Which is probably how a, lot, a big generation knew him originally. Yeah, when this first came out, a lot of people were like, oh, that's Meathead. Was that? Yes, this, is first, this was his first movie. Was Meathead? I, I don't want to. My thought. Oh, oh, I was sorry. gonna go ahead. That's fine. I was gonna ask if Meathead. <laughs> I was just saying, as someone who I've always known that this movie has existed, yeah. I've never actually gone out of my way to see it. Yeah, I never thought that I would necessarily like it or care for it. Not that I would hate it, but that it just maybe wasn't for me. Sometimes, and we talked about this recently off the podcast, I think that you have to sometimes just be in the right place to take something because you're, you just know you're not going to like it because you don't have an open enough mind to it. I felt like when Pam said that she was interested in doing this, I was personally ready. Like I'm at a point in my life where I think I could view this with a more open mind. Were you, so that's Were you more excited when much. Pam said she was willing to do this over this movie than if I would have just been like, it's time to watch Spinal Tap. I figured it was coming anyway, but yeah. Pam always makes things more exciting. It does. It does. Uh, I was going to ask. Stop sniffing her titty. Yeah, was no. Meathead, was that given to him as like a, my dad is Rob Reiner or is Carl Reiner kind of thing? Or did uh, Archie Bunker called him Meathead? Yeah, but I mean, did he get that role because of who his dad was? Oh, um. Do you think? Not really. I mean, he, he was good on it, right? Yeah, he did. Um, he did a couple other things. He had small parts in movies and he was, uh. On some TV. So um, you were aware completely of Rob Reiner before oh, yeah, yeah. this movie came out. Oh, yeah. When did this movie come out? Do we have? I didn't write 1984. And, and Michael McKean, because he was on uh, Laverne and Shirley. Oh, yeah. Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah, Lenny and Squiggy. Lenny and the Squig Tones. Yeah. And Christopher Guest was once on uh, Laverne and Shirley. My As, kin. What, was his character Nigel Tufnell? Please uh, tell me no, yes. No, no. He, <laughs> uh, he was a uh, college prick who was... <laughs> Trying to uh, screw Laverne or Shirley. Hey. I don't remember. 
Clam must have everything to do with Pam today. She's obsessed. I read that uh, they made an album, Lenny and the Squig Tones, yeah. and that Nigel Tufnell has accredited guitar yeah, solo yeah. on that, which I love that there's like these little like veins in other projects where you can be like, oh, this is actually kind of where it started. Because I watched yeah. their original TV spot when they did some music video. Uh, Saturday Night Live? Maybe. I thought that was the Ruddles. Or oh, the did Ruddles. both? The Ruddles were on there too. Is the Ruddles Monty Python? Uh, it's uh, one of them and some other guys. And uh, uh, who's the one guy? Idol. Uh, Eric Idol? Eric Idol. He kind of did sort of a. Well, there was a Ruddles TV show or a special. And he was like the interviewer. It's, it was kind of like, you know, the same thing, kind of like a documentary, mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Behind the music kind of thing. Yeah. So that was probably the first. And then there was Bad News, which came out the same time as Spinal Tap. Oh, really? That was yeah. the same time? Around the same time, yeah. Bad News. Do you know what Bad News is, Michelle? Mm. You ever? You remember me nerding out about Bad News one night? I don't. When you stop listening halfway through what I'm talking <laughs> Bad News is uh, Adrian Edmondson and... Uh, God, I can't Rick remember. Mayle, anyway, Rick Mayle. Nigel Planer. All the uh, like Peter young ones guys. They did like their own... Yeah, Spinal Tap thing, but I thought it was maybe like a year after. It was it was all around the same time because they weren't Tap, ripping off each other no, at all, right? I don't, no, it was it was totally. I don't think either one was <laughs> this aware. It's ridiculous. I don't think today. they were aware of the other projects at all. Huh? And they're a little wow. different. Cause that would suck if you like worked on something for months yeah. and then you're like, man, we're gonna bring out this revolutionary new style of movie, and then it's like, shit, some guy in England did a better version. I don't know. His bed. Do you prefer Spinal Tap or Bad News? Um, Spinal Tap because you know. Because it's for you the original. Yeah, and yeah, well, they're a lot. They're different. You know, they're so different because Spinal Tap is, you know, it's a band that was kind of popular and then is not anymore. Kind of like Anvil. <laughs> oh wow! Kinda I like forgot Anvil. about them. But but Bad CX, News. CX, CX. Bad news is, uh, you know, it never, never was. I was watching these YouTube videos, and this guy, he bitches about, like, sound equipment and recording equipment and stuff, and occasionally he wears a bad news shirt, and I fucking freak out every time, because I'm like, I'm one of ten people watching this who know what bad news is, and knew before, because they had a Christmas song, too, right? Uh, yeah. Cashing in on Christmas. Cashing in on Christmas. It's beautiful. All right, I'm going to start the album so we can get it going. First song, a great song. Is it the same order on your album? I don't know. Hellhole? Yep. First song. Hellhole. I don't know why it wouldn't be. I don't know. Sometimes digital releases get fucked around with compared to vinyl releases. Pam brought this perfect vinyl. It is nice. Of the original release. Did you get this when the movie came out? Yeah. What were you going to say, Michelle? I'm sorry. I want to say something that I did not expect when I watched this movie. Uh-huh. And you guys know what is coming. So apparently Michelle has got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. Michelle is hot for Nigel. And I had no idea that Christopher Guest was as adorable as he is. But something about that pouty mouth that... uh, And there's a lot of shots of his tight, tight ass in this movie. Yeah, he's... And you like butts. There's no denying that you enjoy butts. I like butts and out of the... Which I do not have. (laughs) If anyone's going to be the eye candy, it's going to be Christopher Guest. 
I don't know. My eye candy in here is uh, Harry Shears. Derek Smalls. <laughs> Harry, Harry Shears. <laughs> dead-eyed stares. I love Harry Shears' uh, mustache action where he's like very British looking and he's got like the mutton chop kind of look to the mustache. I was going to ask, did you see this movie when it came out originally? Uh, no. Okay. It came out in 84 and uh, first time I think I heard about it was uh, there was an article in Rolling Stone and it, you know, it had a picture of them as the band and then a picture of them normal. Okay. Yeah. And it's actually the same picture that Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis, Curtis saw <laughs> and said, that's the man I'm going to marry. Really? That and happened? And then four yes. months later, they got married at Rob yeah. Reiner's house. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I'd heard about it. There was kind of a buzz around a little bit about it. You know, there was no internet, so it was just, you know, magazines or, or whatever. And then it came on HBO, and it was like, finally, it's here. <laughs> and it was just like the greatest fucking thing ever. <laughs> and then I, I watched it, got the video, watched it every day for at least two years. Jeez. Sometimes twice a day. Wow. Yeah. So kind of an obsession for a minute? Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. And uh, I'll admit it, part of it was Nigel Tufnell's Ooh. handsomeness. <laughs> I've never seen... My introduction to Christopher Guest would have been best in show, I think. And he was the guy who had the dog who, like, they looked alike and they talked real, like, yeah. deep. And I, he, no. There's nothing attractive about him. I can name every nut there is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's, like... I was scared to show you this movie because it's kind of like Monty Python sketches where sometimes people, you're either in or you're out, you know? Like, it either clicks or it doesn't. I think for me, like I've said so many times, it's not going to click if I can't understand them. And I think that that's a problem that I sometimes have. Oh, it's like Monty Python? I think that their accents are thick. Yeah. And they just speak very freely and and quickly and just fly like we would. And And it's just harder for me to follow, I guess. And they're really British. So when you said you were worried about understanding them, I was like, well, this is Americans doing a British accent. It's not like they're going to actually mush mouth it and stuff. Yeah. Did you feel that way about this? No. Okay. Even with the actual British people in it? Because there's a couple. No, it's fine. And I feel like I'm saying this more as a young person. I haven't exposed myself to English speaking things in a long time like i don't watch british shit yeah you never did uh pam introduced me to many many british things <laughs> i wasn't i would it would be on pbs and be like oh i'm going to cook this I dish never, <laughs> i never watched the pbs stuff though except for monty python because like black had, adder was on there right you had cable what? was black adder on there i didn't have cable um, i had her ordering VHS tapes yeah. that were dubbed over so that it could be watched in our region so they looked bad but they looked great at the same time yeah they were bootlegged. a certain coziness to them yes and uh, <laughs> i had to sneak them too i had to sneak by them Really? Yeah, because Dave didn't like it. <laughs> that you were ordering like a <laughs> yeah, so I'd, bootleg I'd, zone? I'd order them and have them sent here to your house. <laughs> well, to my mother's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. I didn't know Dave was upset about... He was cheap. Oh, that's what it was about? Yeah, it was about the I money. didn't know. I was like, what does he care about customs getting taped? No, it's just the money. Because uh... sometimes they were kind of expensive. <laughs> well, then I would get them for free when I would just dub them. Yeah. I've still got like Guest House Paradiso, my <laughs> yeah. dubbed version of it. I was just steeped in British stuff, and I've been obsessively watching this task, Taskmaster show, which yeah, is British I, too. I watched that last Did night. you like it? I watched one episode. Oh, I love it's it. It's 
Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. thing so <laughs> it zones you in. Isn't that Les Claypool uh, quest for Festeru or whatever the hell that's called? Isn't that kind of a, a take on that's a like, mockumentary that's like sort of thing? That's like the hippie jam band version of Spinal Tap. But it's still Man, uh, what was that movie called? Uh, Les Claypool movie. Did you know he made a movie mm-hmm. a while he made, ago? He made it has Dean Bahar in it. Really? And it has a. Matt Stone in it. Huh. Uh, Electric Apricot, Quest for Festeru. <laughs> it's about a jam band. It's basically a jam band spinal tap. Okay, so I like, check that out. So like guys come in and sneak in microphones and talk about putting microphones in their dreads, but it's okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a step down, definitely. I would say it's even a step down from bad news, but I love Adrian Edmondson and oh, Rick yeah. Mayle, so they just have a bonus points feeling a little there. uh snug in those overalls what are you saying i look fat no the, you said that they shrunk when <laughs> they you did. washed them they did i washed them, them or i feel like are they're they, half uh, the size pulling up your crotch no not at all there's not much crotch to pull up it just so looks really tight it looks really tight and uncomfortable <laughs> up here that's i'm going for my farmer belly it has nothing to do with your belly you're the one who's insecure about your well, belly. michelle tonight i'm gonna rock you tonight Tonight, I'm going to rock you tonight. Michelle pointed that joke out to me yesterday. And of all the years I've been listening to this album and watching this movie, I never noticed the song is called Tonight, I'm Going to Rock You Tonight. Me either. Yeah, we got Pam on it, really? too. Really? <laughs> Yay, me! See? This it's is not what... just a... It's just not a fuck-up, right? Let's look in the actual official album. Yep. Tonight, I'm going to rock you tonight. <laughs> see, you need fresh eyes sometimes, and you can see things differently. Did you notice that on the album covers that they show you, one of them is called Brain Hammer? I did not <laughs> see that. We need all these albums for real. By the way, did you know they're talking about making a sequel to this movie? I did. I thought that uh, was like a TV movie 20, that was an unofficial sequel. There was a, yeah, in 92, I think. I saw them in 92, so they're, yeah, I think there was a... Jealous. I'm very, very that's jealous. that's when their second album came out. The, Break yeah. Like the Wind? Yeah, Break yeah. Like the Wind. Saw them in 92. Where did you see them in 92? Uh, Riverbend. That's... Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember things like that. What's it called now? The Klipsch Music Center? I don't know. But you were at that age where you started thinking I was uncool. What? Yeah, there was a, uh, there was a short. In 92? I'm like six years old. No, it was much later. Okay. That it sounds, was, yeah, I don't know. Sounds oh, terrible. I don't know when it was, but. <laughs> I anyway, sounds like I hate was, myself. Anyway, it was like a time when you. Was it my, like, my becoming a man? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Am I starting to spend time in my room with my hand a lot it's, more? It's, it's <laughs> like around that time that you and Dave got in that bitch fight, that slap fight. <laughs> around that time. There was a handful of times where I came home and I was like, fuck Dave! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have. Uh, anyway, you thought you thought I was uncool and you, you were in the spinal tap on your own. Somehow you found it. What? And, yeah. And I was like, I saw them and you were like, <laughs> I don't remember it like that at all. May I could be wrong, but but that's how you felt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't ever remember thinking you were uncool. I was probably just uh, starting to zone out. How were they live? I'm curious. Because uh, <laughs> they're not actually. I mean, they're not full blown musicians. They played instruments. Yeah, there was there was one part I remember. I don't remember a lot of it, but. 
uh, one part where Nigel was doing a solo, I think, and it was just so off key, and <laughs> and he laughed, and the audience was laughing, and and uh, there were all these people there that had like these T-shirts that said things like. Um, you know, we we've got a bigger dressing room than the puppets, and you know, just just weird stuff like that, just off the wall stuff. And uh, one guy was puking his guts oh, out, God. so I, I didn't see what his shirt said, but because he was doubled over. But I, I love it. What are we Did an animal just run through here? Uh, yeah, Wayne's right here. Okay, it's, I didn't know if I was losing my mind. The dog just opened the door again and came back in. Oh, yeah, that bitch. <laughs> What'd you say in that car at one time? Eat a tomato and shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it didn't work. Towards the dog. All right, I'm moving on to the next song, Heavy Duty. Now, I know we're doing this like it's an album, but this is a movie that is like a mockumentary for those who don't know. I don't really want to explain the movie. There's not a, ne- I just a want to tell you to watch it. enormous story. It's just a band who's kind of like later on in their uh, careers, right? Because yeah, the very just, beginning uh, of it is Bruno Kirby uh, talking about how it's just a fad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never thought about how, how he like kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movie yeah. right there. Huh. Because like at the very beginning of the movie, it looks like they're still superstars because like they're playing this huge like a venue and the whole place is full at the very beginning of the movie. And then from then on, it's just like... Canceled gigs, canceled gig, gigs, canceled gigs. But Bruno Kirby kind of like calls it early. This is a fad. Yeah, it It'll go away. Yeah, I never thought of that. Mystical. Man, fresh eyes do certainly yeah. make quite a bit of difference watching something just from a different perspective. Because I don't have like the googly eyes, you know, like whatever, as far as like them as what they are as well. Like I like them all fine. I mean, one of them is much, much more physically attractive than the other by far. They're so, gods. So you find Christopher Guest way more attractive than Michael McKeon? Michael, yes. What is it about it? Is it his face? It's his lips. It's it's, partic- it's that pouty <laughs> bottom lip that I just want to, like, nibble on. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> gotcha. Jamie Lee Curtis knows what's up, but I also saw a picture of them from 1984, and she was so pretty. Oh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, I told this to Michelle, is one of those women that, like, as growing up, I thought she was weird looking, and then I became, like, an adult, and I was like, oh, wait, never mind. Never mind. She's just, like, not traditionally, like, model beautiful, but she's actually, like, very, very, very beautiful. She's... She's the like quintessential like girl next door face. Yeah. I like, think it's because they made her dumpy as Lori Strode, like yeah. too dumpy. Because I like a dumpy girl, but she's like a book nerd dump. Well, <laughs> and she's not classically beautiful, but she's she a had, pretty she woman. She great tits. <laughs> and uh, if you need convincing, True Lies, baby. Uh, that dancing scene and, in True uh, Lies. And tra- trading places, she's topless. Oh, I didn't know that. You might want to check that out. Ah. I'm not gay or anything. I thought you were getting ready to say terror train. Women women have curvy bodies, and curves are attractive. I'm not not into women, but I can look at a woman's body and be like, that looks nice. Yeah, and like, I wish I had tits like that. It's just like the same way I can look at a man and be like, God damn, that fucker's handsome. You don't say that. I say that a lot. He does now. He's grown up a lot in a short okay. amount of time. He's he's maturing. I wouldn't have said it back in the day out of jealousy. Now I am still jealous, but I will talk about how. God damn it, I'm jealous of those chiseled looks, you son of a bitch. Hey, we're not all built the same. It's not fair. It's not like they earned it. 
There was this one dude that worked at the dealership I worked at. He looked exactly like Zach Efron. Oh my god. And I would just always be like, You're gorgeous. I don't fucking get it. I didn't get the Zach Efron thing until more much more recently. I mean he's just like chiseled. Yeah. I just mean like when he was a and kid. When you he saw was him in real life, you'd have you seen his old teeth before he got the old veneers? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> one time, Jack Efron. Yeah, yeah, he was like one of the. He was in like High School Musical and stuff. So he was one of those like greasy-haired fucking yeah. kid with like big gap teeth. Yeah, kind of gap teeth. And then one time I was hanging out with my buddy Kirk, and I was like, "Yeah, he's got veneers. I can get veneers too." And you know, I can up my looks. And he's like, "Trust me, dude. You need a lot more than that to look like <laughs> Zach Efron." <laughs> it was hilarious. All right, I am Googling Zac Efron young mouth so I can show you that he did not have kind of a gap. That's young Zac Efron. Oh, shit. That's my boy. Keep that gap, baby. Yeah, I don't think I really ever saw him until Hairspray. Yeah, he was... Ugh. He was just an everyday-looking kid until he... Yeah. Well, now he's a man. like a motherfucker. Yeah, now he's a man. And he has facial hair. Now you're a man. Sexy. Now you're a man. Yeah. He's prettied oh, himself up a lot. I fucking hate that haircut you're showing me right now. I do too, but his face is very different. Why are we talking about Zac Efron? I don't this know. This is enough. We need to talk about Nigel and his <laughs> butt. <laughs> you should look up later videos of him doing a car commercial and tell me if you're still attracted to him. Who? Nigel, Nigel? Tufnell. Do you remember that? He like plugged no. his guitar into a car so he could play through it. No. And he's like, this car goes to 11. Speaking of that, yeah. did you, are you aware that the only movie on IMDb, I should probably finish that. You're talking about the internet movie database? That, uh, that has a rating that oh. doesn't go to 10 is this movie. Are you serious? This it goes movie to is like 8 <laughs> out of 11 stars. Mm-hmm. I like that they did they that. They did that I, for I, Spinal I like Tap. I like that joke. It sucks because that joke is really good but it's been like overplayed so much that people don't like it doesn't I hit know. like it did yeah it didn't hit me at all i knew it wouldn't yeah but but i knew it, about it when it everyone first knows came about out, it. that was the yeah that was the but thing that scene is adorable and yeah. it's christopher guest yeah. oh yeah especially when he looks at him, he's like well it's one louder isn't it <laughs> <laughs> like he's so innocent just like uh michael mckeon says later he's just like it's not your job to be as confused as Nigel, is it? <laughs> and you can't just see Nigel's character. He's just a confused, innocent boy still. Uh, so stupid. I do like what, something that I don't think has been mentioned yet is that this movie is mostly improvised. Mm-hmm. And there are parts, especially in the beginning, when Rob Reiner reads that um, like critic... Uh, oh, review. he reads reviews of the albums? And, oh, yeah. and you see them like genuinely laugh. Oh, yeah. I love that they, and I read that they wanted to keep the most of the first takes because the reactions are just better mm-hmm. when they're more mm-hmm. genuine. Yeah. But yeah. And that whole section still just hysterically made me laugh. Especially when it's like, shit sandwich. And you just see them all just light <laughs> up. Like, just- so I, we watched this the first night on Thanksgiving. So I did have a little bit of wine. Just as the natives intended. At, at Thanksgiving. But then I had a little bit of bourbon at night as well. When we watched it, so I had a I had a little bit of, bu- of a buzz. I was a little tipsy, and I laughed a lot during this movie. I will say much more than I expected and to. I was so happy, and the that shit you did. sandwich part 
I was like, ah, but it wasn't even the shit sandwich. It was the shark sandwich. And as soon as it showed the picture of the shark swimming in the bread, I started fucking laughing like an idiot. I was like a, what, an 80s, a bad 80s. Yeah, like, album a bat, cover. like a Eddie Money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm playing the next song, Rock and Roll Creation. Eddie Money, speaking of shit sandwich. <laughs> hey now, I've hey got now. two tickets to Paradise, Don't and Eddie Money's gonna be in the seat next to me. I love this part in the movie, isn't Rock and Roll dead Creation. As hell? Eddie Money is dead as hell. Yes. So isn't that gonna be very odd he for got, him to be right next to you? He got two tickets straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's just in a wet. Soaking wet puddle inside of a casket, probably. Uh, I like this Isn't song. That what happens to the body? Doesn't it become it like gets a big? Soggy? Yeah, it does. It yeah. just sponges up. Well, and like the formaldehyde just... and shit leaks out of the body, yeah. so it just becomes like, like a little pond of just nasty shit. Goo. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I've seen I've seen pictures of uh, where. Imagine that the woman that gave me dead baby pictures on my presence. <laughs> Knows exactly what the goo looks like. Well, I worked at casket company. Oh my god! I yeah. never even thought about that. Yeah, so they would have like when a casket would just blow, or well, especially wood caskets because they come apart, and there would be all the goo, like in a, a mausoleum. They had special trays that they would take to put the body in. What? Yeah. I didn't know you had. I never even thought about you having dead body insights by working at the casket company. A few. That rules. Or you could just have a morbid fascination with life. I heard someone say something once, and it very recently, and it made sense because I have a much more morbid fascination with things than you do. If I find out that some horrible thing happened, like that kid who fell out of that fucking like drop tower thing, I watched the video. Oh, yeah, I don't watch those videos. And it makes me so uncomfortable, but I have a morbid fascination. And someone said it's because of, like, you being used to trauma and, like, drama and dramatic things that maybe, like, happened in childhood or whatever. Uh-huh. That you, you have, like, a morbid fascination to kind of, like, feel this urge because you don't have that, like, drama and intensity in your life anymore. Huh. And I said, I thought for me that at least kind of made sense because I did have a traumatic upbringing so in ways. You're basically telling me you have a And I cup. need to fill that void <laughs> with trash television and <laughs> watching videos of people dying. <laughs> yeah, I do not watch the people getting grinded to pieces videos. I don't I don't mind seeing that with people, but I don't want to see it with animals. I saw a person get sucked oh, into no. a wood auger and it was the it was horrendous. That person got all mashed up real fast and splattered all over the place. <laughs> anyway, this song is called Rock and Roll Creation. <laughs> Uh, the keyboard it just player. Made me feel better to feel like I had an explanation or reasoning for. Does it have the names of the band members in this? Um, I don't know what the keyboard player's name is. Do, yeah, do, do, that's do, another do, thing. Viv Savage. I didn't know there were more people in the band. Oh, his real name or is? Oh no, Viv Savage works. Uh, he is great in this movie. Every scene he's ever in, I'm like, yeah, that guy rules. Like, is he the heavy guy with the teeth? Yeah, yeah, when he's playing this song and he's got that like. Silver dome yeah. like, cap on, like he's a Frankenstein yeah, monster or something. Uh, he's just doing that weird. Doesn't yeah, he the end the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't what? he end the movie? Doesn't the he movie doesn't, end with like a mm, clip of him? Uh, uh, he's one of the last, but it's not him. Nigel's it ends the last. With Nigel, yeah. with the yeah. 
Nigel's talking about his x-ray, I think. <laughs> his x-ray he's, shirt. No, that's not even no, the last no, time. He's talking about um, what job he would have if he didn't do. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are the hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great that this is all improv. Yeah. And like, I, I think some people should know that, too, before they watch this. Like, yeah. hey, by the way, none of this was written. Speaking of that, are yeah. you aware that not only were there some people who were obviously fooled by it, but Ozzy Osbourne was fooled by this and thought that it was real? <laughs> and thought it was a real band? What a dumbass. I mean, some of it you can see is, like, could fool you, but I know and I've read hundreds of bands and, like, Misfits, like, Glenn Danzig said, like, when I saw this, I was like, "This was my band. This was the Misfits. Everything happened." Some people cried. They're like, "I didn't. I didn't laugh at this. I cried because <laughs> it was like it was insanely accurate and it made me uncomfortable." But it was the first movie like this, you know. The first kind of like improv. Yeah, the first improv kind of rock and roll, uh, rockumentary. Yeah, or I thought there was like already there, there were like the, Zeppelin um, one already. The first kind of well-known one, yeah. I guess. Or the, the best one still. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the first improv documentary. Well, I love that it just kind of sets off this whole career of all these guys doing improv movies with this kind of same mm-hmm. crew. Like, And it's interesting how they weren't a real band, but because of the success of the movie, became a real band. Then they are a real band. Just like Together, the MTV pop boy <laughs> band from the early 2000s. Horrifying. Right on the same page, <laughs> They are not baby. on the same page right at all. Right on the same page. I'm going to play a song now that is not in the movie. America. It's referenced, but yep, the song is called America, and I listened to this today, and I forgot how fucking funny this song <laughs> is. And I forgot that there's two sections. It opens up with this nice... You haven't heard this, Michelle. No. Here, I'll let you... It's Nigel, by the way. Really? Oh, America's... Or, uh, Nigel's golden angel voice. Yes. I thought that Michael McKean was usually the singer, though. They both do. He also sings... Uh, Hellhole. Yeah. Nigel. Down a little bit. So this is like their love story to America because they've come to do this tour in America. Yeah, but it's about to get rocked up and did, super good. <laughs> so did you read about um, Ian Faith, the band's manager, played oh, by Tony about Hedra? his About yeah. his... Uh, how he attempted suicide the night before this started uh, what? filming. He said that he, he had had a lot of low moments. So the night before filming began, he attempted suicide. And he thinks that this movie, filming it, helped like him through his depression and uh, helped save his life, no, essentially. I, I thought you were going to bring up the molestation of his daughter accusations, but all right. I didn't see that, but... Uh, I am still the great ruiner. <laughs> I thought I was saying something nice. I know. That's why I was like, here I go. I'm going to ruin this. <laughs> Isn't he dead? Probably. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did die. I have no idea. Um, I love this guitar line. <laughs> Hold on. Now that's Michael that's McKee. But you're talking about child molestation accusations, and then you're just leaving me hanging here. That's all I got. His daughter accused him of child molestation, but other people say that his daughter makes up stuff all the time, and he said it's absolutely untrue. So well, it's one of those deals where he was never found to be guilty. Well, I found out after watching that feud show that apparently no one can corroborate the daughter's mommy dearest story. Didn't it say at the end that like everyone denies that that had any accuracy? 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. So it's interesting how some people do just make up shit that's not real for attention or because they're sick. I gotta say that I don't know what you were talking about. I was listening to this song. <laughs> I know. But this, how did they write songs that are genuinely good on the whole album? You know what I mean? Like, I it's know. a good album, I know. It is too. A good album. Because they played instruments before then. And this I is know, but a lot of people play instruments music. and write shit. I'm one of them. Yeah, and it's not, you know, it's it's so much better than uh, Break Like other, the Wind. Yeah, that's true. Because they're better than us. Oh, man. That's why. My favorite you know part how of the some people are just special and some people just have it? It's true. And sometimes those it. special people also hit at a certain point. Because like she said, Break Like the Wind is not near as good. I love this part. God bless Johnny Appleseed! I was outside moving the trash can today. <laughs> that happened and I was outside just laughing. People think I'm insane around this place. Like the neighbor across the street. Did we tell you? Like that that fucking lady tried to come into the house again. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, our other neighbor, yeah. The one who the one used, used to, to babysit, babysit me. Sam, who used to walk in when Sam's mom lived here. Down she, the street. The nosy neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She tried to make her way into the house uh, last week. Without um, knocking, just barged in. Just opened and was just like, I'm coming in. I and was I playing was the drums. Like, no. I thought, I, I thought she stopped doing that. She did. She did until the other day. <laughs> Whatever. No. She's insane. I want that yeah. to never happen again. Yeah, I agree. That sucks. I was playing the drums. I wasn't even aware. Suddenly Michelle's coming in the room like, well, you just missed that. Don't come <laughs> in my house, well, it's Because Clem is like blood curdling, uh, barking at something all of a sudden. And then I hear I'm coming in. And Jesus. I just like scream no. Fuck that. And then uh, she just hands a picture and then closes the door. Crazy bitch. A picture of Sam before prom when he was younger. Yeah. It was a complete pointless fucking visit. Put in the mailbox. She was just being nosy. Or just don't do anything. Go back to your house. <laughs> don't you think I probably have this picture? Honestly, probably going to. Then why do you think? Or why do I even cares? want it? Yeah, right. That's the other thing. Okay, we got one song, and then we're taking ourselves a break. Now, this song is an example of them going into their past. Cups and cakes. Cups and cakes. This is one. What was the band originally called? The Thamesmen. Uh, yeah. I think it's called the Thamesman. That's how Spinal Tap started. Here we go. Cups and cakes. From the Where Are We Now file. Where Are They Now file. <laughs> what album was this on according to this album? I don't know. Single. Just says single circa 1965. I love that they did like full versions of songs and like committed to this whole thing with a bunch of filming that... A lot of it got left on the cutting room floor. I like that whole mentality. Just shoot as much as possible. There's got to be a movie in there somewhere. <laughs> I saw that there was just so much extra footage. Yeah, there's a four-hour work print on YouTube. Whoa. What, what does that mean, a work print? Just, uh, you know, like, them raw, got- like raw footage. Huh. That's insane. That's too much. It was too much. You can see, uh, yeah, why like, they did what they did. That's why I like older movies a lot, because these like, movies now are two hours long. 
Like, they don't seem to be able to fit Two the story. hours? They're fucking, like, three hours. I mean, minimum now. But, like, an hour and 25 minute long movie is fucking perfect. That's how it should be. I agree. I miss the 80, 90 minute long movies. That was a sweet spot. Now everyone is just like, we don't have actual tape that we're using anymore, so we can make these fucking things as long as we want to. It's digital. It's digi- digital. <laughs> I knew I did that one. Ow, I just hurt my fucking finger. It's annoying. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm very anti three hour long movies. I'm very anti there not being more songs of cups and cakes. Cups and cakes. I love that they just nailed the whole British mm-hmm. vibe to it. They uh, do the British accents well. Do they? Do you think British people think that? I'd probably not, but uh, one part I really like also uh, because I'm a big a Nigel fan. Um, but there, there are <laughs> I know, where, all right. There are parts where I think that he uh, does do a good job, but I do want to talk about when they're at Fake Graceland. <laughs> Oh, did you read that they just made that as a set? Yeah, I read that it was very inaccurate um, because there's like a fountain behind it and shit like that. Like it looks totally different in reality. But I just liked that scene how they were having this moment and then all of a sudden it was like, well, let's try and make this a thing where we're (laughs) harmonizing and then they couldn't figure it out. And then they're just arguing about whether it sounds good or not. Like it just felt... Like, so ridiculous. And Nigel's great in that because he's doing that, like, barbershop sound. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the cover of Break Like the Wind, Michelle? Yes. So you didn't stare at Nigel Tufnell for... I saw that ever. Aren't they wearing vests with no shirts? Yep, no shirts. They're looking mighty spicy is what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Get that Michael... No, Michael McKeon. I have a crush on Michael McKeon because he looks why. like a lion, which she nailed for that illustration. But it's break time. We're going out on a classic, Michelle. Was it Michael McKeon in one of those? Uh, wasn't he like SNL or something? Was he on that for uh, a bit? Christopher Guest was on it for a while. And Harry sure. In the 90s. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. They were Was Michael McKeon ever on a sketch show? Maybe. I don't know. For some reason, I just had a... I think they were one of those people that floated in out of a couple things, where it's just like, now we've got special guests, Michael McKean, Christopher Guest, and Derek Smalls. to start a conversation (laughs) on the way out, but we'll be back. Well, you're going to have to go back to bitch school. (laughs) It's like I'd be a bigger bitch. Presenting to you, Brian, Stacy, your mother, Ellen, and I are so glad you decided to join us for this family communication session. So what's up? You guys getting divorced or something? Oh, no, no. We just wanted the family to talk as a group. Okay, well, let's get it started. Okay, well, Stacy, Brian... Your father, Ted, and I are a little bit concerned. Cecilia, the cleaning lady, was in the family room as she found a bag of pot. She didn't smoke it, did she? No, she didn't smoke it. No, no. We're not here to come down on you. I mean, that's not what we're about, okay? We're just concerned that pot could lead to other things. Crack? Ice? Boom? Pow? Well, we know you don't want to hear this from us. Sure. I mean, we're your parents. Who wants to hear this stuff from the parents, huh? Your father and I came up with a brilliant idea to give you kids some direction. A motivational speaker. Yeah, 
One of those guys who speaks to big groups at high schools and churches. You mean to come to the house? Hey, come on, you guys. This sent me back a few bucks. Okay, his name is Matt Foley. Now he's been down in the basement drinking coffee for about the last four hours, and he should be all ready to go. I'll call him up. Matt, we're ready for you. His speech is called Go For It. Now he's used to big groups, so make him feel like there's a crowd here. Matt, come on up, buddy. <laughs> all right, how's everybody? Good, good, good. Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I'm a motivational speaker. Now, let's get started by me giving you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Now you kids are probably saying to yourself, now I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. You're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. Now, young man, what do you want to do with your life? Uh, I, uh, actually, Matt, uh, I kind of want to be a writer. Well, laddie frickin' die! We got ourselves a writer here! Hey, Dad, I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? Well, actually, Matt, Ellen and I have always encouraged Brian in his writing. Dad, I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Now I wonder, Brian, from what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies. You're going to be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. Young lady, what do you want to do with your life? I want to live in a van down by the river. Well, you'll have plenty of time to live in a van down by the river when you're... Living in a van down by the river. Now you kids are probably... Wait a minute. Wait, something? Something's really fucked up. Yeah, you're right, Outreacher. Something is fucked up. It's like we've done this before or something. I'm getting the same fucking feelings. And your name's not Matt Foley. It's fucking Abraham Lincoln. Something is definitely not... Oh, shit. I know what it is. What? What? Come on, Jerry. You didn't have to go longer than everybody. Sorry. I don't get it exactly, but I know for sure what we were just doing was a skit on Saturday Night Live starring Christopher Farley. Holy shit, that's it! Now why on earth would we be reciting a Saturday Night Live skit verbatim in our real lives? Shut the fuck up, J.T. Strickles! Anyway, now why on earth would we be reciting a Saturday Night Live skit verbatim in our real lives? Hmm. Good question, Abe. I think maybe the answer lies in the man whom edits our lives together. Oh, you don't mean... Unfortunately, I do. Ah, fuck! Sam from the Couple of Critics podcast is doing this? Of course! What other fucking asshole would it be? (laughs) That's right! 
It's me, Sam, from the Couple of Critics Podcast. What the fuck, man? Why are you doing this? Oh, Abe, you're always so dim-witted. It's all become clear to me now of his motives. He's run out of ideas. <gasps> well done, well done, Herschel J. Pinhead. I always knew you were the smartest of the made-up characters for this podcast. I've simply got nothing new in my brain to make a sketch for in the middle of this episode, so I just stole a famous SNL skit, and I'll get away with it. Just you see. Let me guess. You don't even have a good ending to get out of this fucking piece of shit bit, so you're just going to have us talk about this being the end, aren't you? Precisely. (laughs) Stupid. It's so stupid. (laughs) Now what the fuck? What's this noise? Oh, Oh, that hurt. Yeah, it sounded like it. When they were a skiffle group and show. A skiffle group? That's what he says. Oh, that fucking thing. We are back. Do you think it's just a random word because no, uh, they're skiffle trying... groups are real? Oh, okay. Yeah, John Lennon. Well, the first band. Uh, what is the definition? Do you know? Uh, it's kind of a hillbilly sort of country sort of. British? Is it British exclusive? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. So it's like British hillbillies. But the first band with <laughs> John Lennon and Paul McCartney and. Uh, George Harrison was a skiffle. Ah, okay. Yes. You think that's why they said that? Yeah. Gotcha. It's a skiffle is a genre of a genre of folk music with influences from American folk music, blues, country, bluegrass, and jazz. I was once in a skiffle group. We were called Sam and the Hambones. <laughs> skiffle. <laughs> we had a song called "Give Me That Hambone, Bitch." <laughs> it went a little something like this. Give me that ham bone, bitch. Give me that ham bone, bitch. Even then, we were canceled by a culture. <laughs> Give me that ham bone, bitch. All right, we're back. We're still talking about Spinal Tap because, well, we're barely talking about Spinal Tap. And Pam's but here. we're here. And I'm glad Pam's here. And but I just I'm gonna, popped. I'm going to start. We're going to play some music for you. This is the song that really got me going. With Spinal Tap, I think, as I remember it. As a young boy... Big Bottom? Yes, Big Bottom, I think, is the song that really, like, can get you, like, as a... Especially a young boy, just like, hee-hee, they're talking about butts. <laughs> it's, uh... There's no nuance to it at all. So it's just straight out coming with it. And Sam loves a fat ass. I do like a fat ass, and I love that there's three basses on this song. I love that they all play bass on this song to give it that extra. Low end, baby. No treble. That's a song. Did you know that? I am only thinking about a certain buttocks shaking in my face. Fucking Nigel Tufnell's ass coming at you. Sometimes it's the only thing on the screen. In his big boy outfit. In his like checkered (laughs) pants. And it's just like, look at me. Here I am. I never thought when you were going to watch this movie that... Never crossed my mind once that a you were going to be like... A Christopher Guest crush? Hey, I, uh, I, yeah, I was, I was shocked. <laughs> me too. I was, you may have been more surprised than anybody. I was so surprised. I, I texted you, Pam. I was just like, I did not see this coming. But again, I was... Uh, you were boozed up too. <laughs> I was, but I get it. There's something handsome about him that I just never saw before. But I, again, I've only seen him as a caricature of a human. And, pe- and best of show. That was ridiculous. Didn't he have like a thick mustache and shit? Yeah. 
remember. Those are movies that I haven't seen a hundred times like I've seen this. But just like, because you said you haven't seen this in a while since you... I watch it about once a year. Oh, do you? Yeah. I haven't seen it in maybe six years. Is there a certain time of year that you regularly watch this? No, just, uh, you know, it's time to watch Spinal Tap. It's been a while, time to watch it. Do you know it pretty well word for word at this point? Yes. Do you just sit there and like kind of... Yes. Say with it. I, I did that recently and it drove yeah. Sam crazy. Yeah. There are lines from this movie, movie that make me think of Pam, like bass. <laughs> that's totally Pam. And that's, that's or, so obscure, too. Oh, absolutely. It's just a throwaway bass. line out of nowhere. Um, or the, I'm just as God made me, sir. <laughs> from that hotel yeah. guy. That made me laugh every time or both times we watched oh, it as well. I'm glad you said that because earlier I was thinking... When I was watching this, there were lines that I was waiting for because I know it, not as well as Pam, but I know it very well. And I was like, I hope she laughs at this. I hope she laughs at this in my brain. And sometimes when you didn't laugh, I would, in my brain, I'd be like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> 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 the funny part. <laughs> but you may have been inside thinking, oh, that was funny. You just weren't laughing out loud because I was laughing out loud. I think I laughed at sillier things. Goofy stuff? Yeah, like... That's how my that's how God made me or whatever. Like Oh, there's certain things that are undeniably goofy and funny. Yeah. Like I'm just as God made me, sir. It's like something a kid can latch onto. I think those are the things I latched yeah, onto I have a because childlike the last time I watched it, I was laughing at stuff that like I didn't necessarily laugh at ever. Just like the way people's face look sometimes. I was watching background actors sometimes, mm-hmm. like when uh Derek Smalls is getting the wand over his uh, zucchini yeah, or his yeah. cucumber cock. Yeah. You look in the background, there's a guy just hanging out on the thing, just looking like, what the fuck? <laughs> Even that's funny. And the lady that wands him and finds the aluminum yeah. foil she's wrapped not cucumber. But she's a, an acting teacher now. But the other TSA agent is losing it. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too. I love watching other people and seeing them laugh and like, you're not even supposed to look at the other people but when you look at them you're like oh they're in on it dun, dun. so when you saw them who was drumming do you know did they find somebody that was like special you know sometimes they got like and they get like s- Neil Peart one time I don't know did they did they switch him they out with someone new halfway through the show did they I replace him well he exploded and then are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe they just put a big oh, green yeah. smoke. Speaking of that, I Is did. Is there a drummer in the house? <laughs> I did make a note since I lost my notes. I love that Ed Begley just. Oh, I God, love when he randomly Ed Begley Jr. I should yes. say just randomly shows up in movies, and I like he was the original drummer, right? Yeah. And he died in some like gardening accident. A bizarre, a bizarre gardening bizarre accident. Gardening accident. No, I yeah. Color I like blonde that. geek with glasses. <laughs> but I loved Great later look. when they Good didn't drummer. like they had the a main drummer for a while and without saying a word just during a show all of a sudden they just introduced the new uh, drummer by like putting his name no just like they just show him and they just like put his name and say that he's like the drummer now yeah Yeah, that guy's real name is Fred Asparagus I said that at the end because his name was right after it was Fred Willard and then Fred Asparagus the last name is Fred Asparagus and Fred Willard what an adorable young lad speaking of Fred Willard let's play sex farm (laughs) we can talk about the scene with sex farm Fred Willard was so adorable uh Fred Willard and Ed Begley Jr. were two people that I was excited for you to see because I know you liked both of them. And I was hoping you would even notice it was Ed Begley Jr. 
They were people that you were waiting for me to see anyway because they don't necessarily look the same as they did in... Like I'll just say, like Paul Schaefer, you were oh, waiting yeah. to see if I even recognized him. Yeah. And yep. I think his voice is so identifiable. This time, I was kind of shocked when, oh yeah, Paul Schaefer. I forgot that that's an extra scene where he like breaks an egg on his head, and yeah. he's like, "What do I gotta do to make it happy? I break an egg?" <laughs> he like smashes an egg on his forehead. Well, he was telling someone to like kick him in the ass <laughs> yeah. and kick my ass. Kick, kick my, my ass. ass. I'm not asking. I'm telling you with this. But you can see people just genuinely laughing. Oh, so yeah. I did appreciate that improv feel to the movie that it just didn't feel like it even took itself seriously and fred willard is true fred willard gold in this he's always been this fred willard character of just like so odd and so himself it's just like because these were all second city people for the most part right i don't know where they all came Uh, i think fred willard was second city wasn't he yeah i think fred willard was christopher guest in uh um tony hedron or National Lampoon. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And Michael McKean and Harry Shearer were in a uh, group called the Credibility Gap. Yeah, Fred Willard was second city. I thought so. He's been dead for two years already. That's a shame. Yeah. He's like the best part in almost everything he's ever been in. My Little Red Wagon. It was just... It's like, uh, that's a... Uh, Mighty Wind, I think, when he's like, what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was my little wet wagon. (laughs) (laughs) He was great in review. Oh, yeah, when he died on review. In space. Great. (laughs) You ever seen that show? Just about a guy who reviews life experiences instead of, like, food and stuff. And his wife was ex-wife by the end. Husband or dad is Fred Willard, and he takes him to space and actually kills Fred Willard because he doesn't he doesn't like strap himself in. He doesn't like he doesn't buckle in. So as soon as they take off, he like flies up and hits the ceiling. Uh, I've seen yeah, that sounds familiar. We may have said it to you because we've been obsessed with it. And he just like floats by the camera dead. (laughs) But Fred Willard is gold in this movie. I I love how straight laced he is, Uh, but he's still like one of the funniest sections in the whole thing. The straight laced guy. Yeah, I always use, uh, I'm, ki- I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Better not stand too close to you. I don't think I'm one of the band. I knew it was going to devolve to just quotes on this movie. And I read, too, that uh, Christopher Guest couldn't stop laughing at Fred Willard. I mean, he's just got this timing that no one else has. Like, it's like Norm MacDonald. He yeah, is yeah. Fred Willard. He is Norm MacDonald. But if you look at that scene... Some, you can see sometimes Christopher Guest will kind of hide behind somebody else. Because he's laughing? Yeah. The old laugh. Or turn around and do you mm-hmm. rub your face. Because yeah. Yeah. Nigel is really not happy in that scene. That's so, true. That's like the turning point of the it movie. Is, it is. Because like he the, starts getting the interference on the his catalyst. radio. Yeah. Oh, what's his girlfriend? What's David St. Hubbins' uh, girlfriend name? Janine. Do you hate Janine? I hate Janine. <laughs> I knew you were going to I've hate always Janine. hated Janine. You know who Janine reminds me of? No. Matthew Ernie's mother. Whoa, he who shall not be named. Yes. <laughs> he Sorry. who shall not be named's dad. No, because we'll say he who shall not be named's dad. The senior version, but we won't say oh, the kid version. No, you <laughs> said the dad. It's fine. No, she said man. Yeah. She said yeah. the son. Oh, she said he who shall not. It doesn't fucking matter. It's all a joke. I've anyway. never met his mother. I don't. I've never seen a he picture of her. Rarely, he hasn't rarely met his mother. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that may be a part that's of the reason why, he's just fucked up. Or yeah. is it better that he wasn't around her? Yes. 
sometimes nature takes over over nurture though and i'm sure he still had some qualities built oh, in i'm sure oh yeah yeah you can see the lisa in him her name was lisa mm-hmm. he who shall not be named mother's name was lisa Spe- I just said name a lot. Well, speaking of names, there are a lot of people who are known who pop up in this movie. I noticed Billy Crystal the first time. I had yeah. to have Dana Carvey yeah, pointed out to me. Yeah, Mima's money. <laughs> I was one of the jokes that I was worried you weren't going to laugh at, but she laughed at Mima's money, and it made me very happy. <laughs> I, you can. That's another thing. There's certain people who you can just tell from their voices. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Billy Crystal totally is one Billy of those Crystal. people. Billy Crystal is one like of those Like you said, people. I had to point out Dana Carvey, actually, it which I me, love. It took me decades to figure out it was Dana Carvey. Really? Yeah. Um, I love that scene because he... Billy Crystal tells him, like, did you do the hand thing? You do the hand thing? And then the next She's scene, you see Dana Carvey <laughs> leaning back with the tray and doing the hand thing. Like, when shit pays off like that, where they plant a little seed, and then later you just see it sprout, and you would have to look for it. It would oh, yeah. almost you be... Ha- you have to watch it oh, more than I think all Christopher Guest movies need multiple watches. Yeah, there's so much in it that you're, you're going to miss something. A lot of dialogue. I think that can turn some people off. Yeah, a wow. lot of dialogue. A lot of people don't have an attention span, so well, they can't like listen and pay attention. Too bad for them. I, I agree. Don't have a great attention span, but some things. It kind of also depends on what it is because I can get into talky things. Because I really I rewatched, which I don't know how well this is going to go over here. Which I talked to you about it not that long ago. But you watched the I watched audio or visual version of Minecraft. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> I know that front to back. Oh. Um, so does my mom. That's like Strange. the thing now. That's why your mom and I bond because we both <laughs> love the Holocaust. So, uh, God, I went so far left. I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. I have no clue either. <sighs> That's frustrating. I wish I knew what I said. Shall I play the next song and hopefully you'll. Uh, it's not going to trigger anything. All right. Well, this next song. It's gone. Is a fun moment in the movie and. Uh, a delight for Michelle, I would assume, because you're getting as much Nidal Tufnel as you could possibly want. Stonehenge. Stonehenge. I love that they... Ancient <laughs> times. <laughs> I love how every time they say Stonehenge, it's... Each time, it seems like they start taking even more of the N and the H of the word out. Stonehenge. Stonehenge. I'm going to need to make it my personal... Mission? Mission to watch Christopher Guest movies, especially ones that I've never seen, like Waiting for Guffman. I've never seen Waiting for Guffman either. If you want to go on a Christopher Guest journey, I am on board. Yeah, let's because do it. it's always been something I've hated about you not liking Christopher Guest <laughs> movies. I watched Mascots when it came out. I don't remember anything from it. Do you remember that? that? It was a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Is it just another improv setup kind of deal? I don't know. Is, is Probably, what, is I watched her, it. What's her new? What's her name from uh, Beetlejuice? Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. What? O'Hara. Okay. Yeah, she's in all of them. I don't know. Did you I don't know? remember. Uh, who was an actress in this that blew my mind and you pointed her out? She's the... Actually, it fits this song. She builds Stonehenge. Angel- Angelica Houston. Angelica I couldn't Houston. believe that was Angelica Houston. Never knew that in my entire life. She looks quite different. Later, what she used to be very in, pretty. Was she in Adam's family? That's, mm-hmm. that's what I know her yeah. from. She's Morticia. Yeah, I know her as Morticia. Maybe that's why I didn't know who it was because she didn't look like Morticia. She turned into looking more like China the wrestler as time went on. What dead? China's no. dead. 
I know. China did porn. Is she gonna like big? That's weird. She gonna like Did Jennifer she? Coolidge big, not fat, just like big, just like China was always big. You she know, was I'm a wrestler. I'm talking about Angelica Houston. Oh, Angelica Houston, I remember ended up looking like a uh, this part. <laughs> Look up, Pam. She's just beaming. <laughs> I knew it was going to be the cat's meow me. <laughs> I was going to say Angelica Houston looks like Bruce Valance in my head. <laughs> I'm saying she turned into a very strong looking woman over time. But she looked very young and cute in this movie. Speaking of young and cute, Fran Drescher, before oh, yeah, she yeah. leaned into that voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone that's got an people. annoying voice as a character Here we go. always leans into it. Pam loves this shit. Now it's mandolin action. Yeah, the little people now, are gonna <laughs> knock over the Stonehenge. Now, when you saw them live, they did this song, right? I don't remember. Oh man, I was hoping you were sure tell me they, they dropped a little Stonehenge. <laughs> uh, they they would may, have to, they right? They have. I really can't remember. Were there little people? The only thing I remember is uh, God, puking. <laughs> yeah, the puking and. Uh, they had like a, when Nigel did his guitar solo that went on forever, they showed like a film in the back of people like leaving, you know, like the other band members, band members leaving the place and going <laughs> to get something to eat and you know, sitting in a restaurant. And so the joke was Nigel's taking way yeah. too fucking long. Yeah. I like that it's one big comedy thing. Do you remember if there was an opening act or was it just Spinal Tap? I don't, did you not give a fuck even if there was? I don't I don't I don't think there was. It was Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they reformed. It was bad news. <laughs> he looks like Gino. Yeah, he does look like Gino. That was an American horror story reference. Ooh. Christopher Guest looks a little like the this guy named Gino. Do you, do you like Christopher Guest as an older man too? All men get more attractive it, uh, when they it, get older. Has Christopher Guest part. been unlocked completely across the board now? Or is it just as Nigel Tufnell? Um, I think I finally understand what the kids call zaddies now. Zaddies? It's like a, I don't know. It's Is like that a, a pill a, people take to no, feel good? It's like a daddy. Daddy. A zaddy. Ugh, I don't like it when He's people a, say daddy. I don't either, but zaddy <laughs> doesn't sound quite as bad. Because it's not, I don't know. He looks like a, uh, yeah, I don't know. A fox? Do I need to get like a Christopher Guest costume? <laughs> <laughs> I'd let him rail it. All right. Uh, can I? I'll dress up as Nigel Tufnell next year's for Halloween. Good. I'll have to get butt implants and a chin implant. And a, but, uh, you need a butt on your chin and on your butt. Oh, I, love, I love that part of Nigel's makeup, stage makeup is he puts the line on his <laughs> <Yeah>. chin <laughs> to accentuate the, what I've always called either a butt chin or a wiener chin, depending on what how much a of wiener? a wiener. Because some guys just have like a dimple there. So it just looked like, like uh, well, a pee hole, to be frank. God, how awkward was that at Thanksgiving the other day when Robert brought up me uh, and my butthole picture? Oh, yeah. I was looking at uh, the other people's grandma the whole time, and she was just like, "That was what worse the fuck? than me talking, talking about, about incest, incest rape." rape. Yeah. <laughs> Man, 
that what was, a family well, Amber was, has inherited. I, I did pretty well. That was the only one. Oh, I thought you did very well. Yeah, I, I watched it. That's why I go outside. I go to where the weird can be weird. Just leave the table. You can make yeah. friends outside with cats and you can vape. It's true. That's what I like to do. Man, I missed out. I'm so upset that there's no dog out there anymore. I know. The dog ran away and died. We assume it died, right? I'm sure I would think so in this sort of weather. Well, I got something to tell you. He's He's right here. (laughs) Speaking of uh, hilarious, Pam asking for a picture to be printed of the family, but mostly because she wanted the picture of the dog. (laughs) You want this family picture? Yes, as long as the dog is in it. Mostly for the dog. (laughs) Just kidding. But But I'm not kidding at all. (laughs) I wasn't kidding at all. Give me some money. I like the little shots back because this is the Ed Begley Jr. part. Yes, it is. Yeah, with and it. Michael McKeon looking fucking hysterical with his short haircut, and he's got like this gleam in his eye. Yeah, it looks—it's really stupid, kind of. Yeah, yeah, he like look, looks dumbed down. Yeah. Like he's almost cross-eyed at points. Yeah, yeah I like—I like the little like flashback. Lenny. And most importantly, a man that Michelle still to this—I'm assuming minute—does not think is Christopher Guest playing the Nigel Tuffmore role. It doesn't look like him at all. It is. It looks nothing (laughs) like him. What I like about this is the end when they just show Ed Begley Jr. and he's like playing and then he just kind of looks to the side. Just stops and looks up (laughs) and he's got those big Coke bottle glasses on, which I think they reused for that same guy that was behind in the uh, hotel that I'm just as God made me, Uh, sir. He's a bit thicker, though. He looked familiar. That guy was on the Jeffersons. Okay, I thought I recognized him. And then we have uh, the guy from WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, Howard Hessman. Howard Hessman. Did you recognize him, Sean? You know I've the never mani- seen it. He's the manager that walks by with that other rock star. Yeah, that's Ian, like with Ian Faith. With that they're doing better. I don't remember him. Howard Hessman. You never seen WKRP in Cincinnati? I already said I haven't. With Venus Flytrap. And I can't remember his fucking name. What's his name? Johnny like, Fever. I was going to say Johnny Vegas. God damn it. He hates disco, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. He hated disco, Michelle. That's the one this show was about. Disco Stu likes disco music. Disco Stu does like disco music. So Nigel does leave the band for a little bit, but it's a very short amount of time. Oh, those just, sections are hilarious. So he's, he's talking about him being gone. Tired of the decisions that what's his face's girlfriend is making, right? Fucking bitch. Because it happens. It all. It seemed like it happened quickly. It's he almost, hates her so much. It's almost like they took a Yoko kind yeah, of side yeah. story and yeah. applied it in there, but making her the manager and making her insufferable because she's always talking about like astrological signs and shit. Dolby. Dolby. Yeah, Dolby. She's. Dublin. Dublin. I couldn't imagine. Dublin. Like, I've been in a few bands. I can't imagine another guy bringing his girlfriend in and she's like suddenly making costumes and shit for the band. Every single person in the band would just be like, shut the fuck up. And you can see it on Nigel's face, especially when he's got that cowboy hat on and he's yeah. waiting in the oh, airport. Yeah. It's so stylish there. Do you remember earlier when I brought up Tony Hendra, the guy who played the manager yes. for the band, and you asked if he was alive? He died just last year. Oh. Just letting you know. I think Howard Hessman just died in 2022 as well. Or not last year, so. but 2022. You know, the guy you don't know anything about, Michelle. He had slick back hair. He was another manager at the hotel where the guy who was just as God made me, sir. <laughs> I don't believe he exists. Well, he exists. <laughs> All right, we're moving on with Listen to the Flower People. Which, uh, 
they're, they're called Spinal Tap at this point, and they're still making this hippie music. That is not a hippie band title at all. But I love that now it's Derek Smalls is finally in the band. And Spinal Tap was on a Simpsons episode, Michelle. One of the yes, best. I love that Michelle now knows Spinal Tap songs and mm-hmm. is now just doing that. You're finally actually part of this side of the family. <laughs> Bob's not finally? Bob's not big on this. No, I made him watch it. I mean, he but... likes it, but he didn't like go wild for it like I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I realized today I used to have a Spinal Tap shirt that I think you got me. Really? And I do not have it anymore. And I'm going to have to get rid of some shirts so I can replace one with a Spinal Tap shirt. I want one of those orange ones like uh, Eddie Fuff, Artie Fufkin's wear. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like old classic looking one? Yeah. Yeah. It says here that Nigel Tufnell is thought to be based on Jeff Beck. No. Huh. I was kind of thinking Ozzy or... He's very um, Ozzy sometimes. Bruce Dickinson, is that that guy? From uh, Iron Maiden? Yeah, he's kind of dumb too, isn't he? I never thought of him as dumb, but he's got that kind of look. Yeah, he's got a kind of a dumb look. Yeah. He's cute, but um, dumb. I've never heard anyone say Bruce Dickinson is cute. I always thought he was cute. Interesting, because you never liked Iron Maiden, right? I know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just now accepting Rush a little bit. Yeah, and Jethro Tull. <laughs> Uh, God damn it, I was going to say something. Oh, Michelle really enjoys this section when uh, Derek Smalls looks at the camera and says, I love you. (laughs) Multiple times, yeah. Well, Derek Smalls throughout this whole movie, he just like, he's not in it a lot, but when he's in it, it's great every time. He just has a dead face because going back to that part where they're trying to harmonize and it's weird, it starts with him just like not I mean there's just singing and then all of a sudden his face just comes in (laughs) (laughs) his face just like appearing is yeah it's perfect it it doesn't it lands every time you see it because like you said you don't see it very much every time and Harry Shearer is so special to me not only is he Spinal Tap but how many voices in The Simpsons which influenced my life greatly and I was going to talk about The Simpsons episode it's got one of the greatest jokes of any Simpsons episode when it's all hail our half-inflated dark lord. <laughs> when the Satan thing doesn't work yeah. out like it's supposed to. And uh, wrote Springfield on the back of his guitar. <laughs> Hello, Sprungfeld. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I was trying to think if I've had any realistic Spinal Tap moments. I've never been lost backstage, which is hilarious. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> um, but I did read that they based that off of a David Bowie thing where he got lost and he goes out and he's on a tennis court. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to find the stage but just finds himself about to play a little round of tennis. Um, I did see Deicide one time in a place called... uh, We actually played with him that night. Sudsy Malone's. Sudsy Malone's was in Cincinnati across from another venue called Bogart's. And what was special about Sudsy Malone's was it's a concert venue and bar in the front and laundromat in the back. <laughs> so you could literally wash your underwear and go mosh for a little bit and then go put it in the dryer and then go back and mosh and finish the show and take your laundry Gamash. back home. Gamash! Uh, but I remember seeing Deicide in there and he was like, this is the biggest Spinal Tap moment of my fucking life. He's like, our drummer just did his fucking underwear laundry in the back. I don't know what we're doing here. Somebody give me a bottle of that Jack Daniels and write my name on it. Satan. <laughs> and then that whole show, this, his name's Glenn Benton, he had these two boogers 
that were like, like he was he no he was headbanging and it, oh, he's the singer too so a lot of saliva and shit's working itself out so these two giant boogers made their way on his face and he would headbang and then he'd come up and they'd be in new spots <laughs> so like I remember for two songs we'd all just pick where are the boogers gonna be this time and we just watch these traveling boogers on Glenn Benton's face oh god it's hilarious it was, it was great and disgusting that was also the time I think Kent brought the. A skin of a squirrel to the show. You know how Kent gets. <laughs> and it like ended up in the Bosch pit. It was fucked up. Fucked up stuff. I hate everything about this. Can we continue? All right, we have one more song. Now this isn't in the this isn't in the movie at all. It's disgusting. <laughs> he didn't kill the squirrel. He just skinned the squirrel. It, and he it traveled with him. How did it? How did it? Was it in a bag? Was it just like wrapped in some I paper towel? I didn't have anything to do with that part. He seems like a paper towel boy. A paper towel. <laughs> Uh, this next song, which is going to finish before we get to questions, um, it's called Christmas with the Devil, which this episode is coming out in December, so it's fitting. It's not it's the in the movie. first episode of December. But this song is special to me, mostly because a couple Christmases ago, you, Pam, were like, let's watch Christmas with the Devil, and like all the children were here. And by the end of the night, all the kids are just going, Christmas with the devil. That was brought up again like a year or two later. Yeah, it the was. The kids remembered it. Yep. It so was, you, it's a memory in their eyes. You I, have, like, I like to piss off parents. <laughs> no, it didn't do that. My sister thinks it's funny. Yeah, her sister loves it. And I think my mom has gotten way used to it by now. And it's way too late anyway. Oh, yeah. She was more giggly with us than usual, I think, on Thanksgiving. My mom? Yeah, like she usually Good. giggles, but I think she just kind of... Because she usually is just like, I don't know what's going on, because everything is usually just movie references and such. Oh, yeah, she never knows what's going well, on. Well, there were a couple of other normal people there this mm, time. That's, that's true. The difference. We're always the freaks. I like being the freaks. Now, this is not on your album, right? No, it is not. This just must be like a CD release Because I remember I had it on my CD This is what they did on um, Break S- Like the Wind SNL. Oh, they did this on SNL? Yeah Did one of the guys host or were they like in any of no, the skits? No, I watched it last night uh, Barry Bostwick was the host it Sounds familiar But and they weren't the musical guest either, right? No, did they, they just, just stick did them like in there? Little, they did like a little film of talking to them Yeah So it's almost just like those SNL shorts they do Yeah That's pretty cool yeah, like and they've then, been doing it that long. I like too that they used to give comedians a chance and just let them highlight every once in a while. I see who you're talking about. He was the normal-looking guy in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Who, Barry Bostwick? Yeah. He's also in uh, Spin City. Yeah, yeah. That dog keeps barking. He, he talks like this. I'm Barry I'm Bostwick. Killer. Hi there. For a minute there, I thought you were talking about the dad from Happy Days. <laughs> but that's not Barry Bostwick. What's that fucking guy? That guy's fucking big. Oh man, it's Barry Bostwick, I'm pretty lost sure. It, lost it. Is this a regular out. Christmas time song that you would listen to, Pam? I do. I listen to this and Cashing In on Christmas. Which is bad news. Yeah, it was bad news. Do you have songs that you listen to around Christmas time usually, or just sometimes? Yeah, yeah those two. And uh, I believe in Father Christmas. It's an old one. Michelle watches a Garfield Christmas special every year, it's very dear to her heart. From like the 80s I love it very much I don't buy Christmas presents For people every year And then Michelle Does it for me That's what I do 
That's my Christmas tradition. <laughs> Tom Bosley, by the way. That's it. <laughs> That's the dad from Happy Days. You are giving me a desk. They're like, yeah, you son of a bitch. You don't buy any of the presents. No, I just keep hearing the dog bark. And it stresses me out. But that is true that you don't do anything for Christmas. At all. We're personalizing a gift this year to your mom. I praise Satan, my dark lord. (laughs) (laughs) You don't do anything. Do you find it funny that there's people that just that sentence would scare them? Yes, I do. It's fucking crazy. It's like, I don't even mean it. I don't even believe it. Yeah, they just don't get the joke. Nope. It's fun to... It's not funny to to believe in the devil. With eternity, Sam. Fuck off. You're just letting the devil in. <laughs> That's how he gets in. The devil's got a hold on your heart, Sam, and he's going to take you down to hell with him. Fine. I had a, I had a boss that thought I worshipped the devil because I had a wallet with a skull with uh, horns on it. Oh, come on. He did. He really did. Kind of like this? Yeah. Is that the exact picture? No, but... <laughs> wishing you and yours the most joyous of holiday seasons. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was odd. I think that's Nigel too. I like left something. I feel like it oh, if you're gonna give hanging, if you're gonna give the tiny Tim line to anyone, you're gonna give it to <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> it's not your job to be confused, is Nigel? Is it? <laughs> oh yeah, because when they're talking about the album cover, which is why it ends up being black. And they're like, it's sexist. He's like, what's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know that part where they've, they've all got something on their mouth? Yeah, they've all got cold sores. <laughs> yeah, for the longest time, I thought it was chocolate. I thought, oh, really? They must just all be eating Hershey bars. <laughs> well, there was a scene that was cut out that I guess yeah, that with they the all fucked the lead. Cherie Curry. What? They all fucked the lead yeah. singer of the like travel the band that traveled with them, like open for them. I yeah, think. Yeah, it was Sheree Curry. Okay, I don't know who Sheree Curry is, but uh, Runaways. Oh, oh, okay. Um, well, I was gonna say I kind of picked up. I was like, oh wait, is there a joke here that they all had sex with the same person and now they're all just sharing the same cold sore action? Yeah, if you watch the uh, four hour, no work thanks. Print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go more into that. Well, I'll take my condensed golden nugget that is this movie already. <laughs> it's best. Well, we're finished with the album, right, Sam? We are. Is there anything else about the movie that you feel needs to be touched on? No, I think if we will get through it in questions, if there is. Questions seem to bring out some other I can't imagine what things. else we would uh, need to we'll see. dive into, but we'll see what happens. So I have a, I have a couple favorite lines I'd like to... Okay, go for it. Go for it. Attention. Well, wait, um, actually... We are going to get into the question <laughs> theme. Why don't you just say your favorite lines while we uh, play some music <laughs> and get into the question thing? How about we do that? Okay. Uh. <laughs> She's not going to be able to do this. Uh, yeah, I can do this. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are some? Uh, what are some quotes? Quam. Um. Spinal tap or fuck, Stonehenge when they're going over all that and uh, Ian Faith, not Ian Faith, fuck, lost it. Uh, the manager, yeah, that's him, Ian Fleming. Man, I think that's the guy who who made Bond movies when he walks out (laughs) and they're just sitting there. And then uh, Harry Shearer goes, Can I ask one question? (laughs) 
Can what I is, ask a practical yeah. question? What is it? Are we going to do Stonehenge tomorrow? No, we're not. No, gonna we're not going to do fucking Stonehenge. Stonehenge. I love how that Stonehenge. I like Michael McKeon's voice in that too. He's got like this certain like angle every once in a while, and like when they're in the, the studio pup- in the puppet show too. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. What he's a. Oh, thank God we got a bigger dressing room than the fucking puppets. <laughs> all right, what's the next quote? Or is that it? Uh, that's all I can think of right all now. All right. So, uh, Pam, why did you choose this movie? Why did I choose this movie? To reveal. Because it's my favorite movie. and I know. Do you literally call it your favorite and, movie? Yeah. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. And this it just came out of a conversation, Spinal really. Tap and uh, Boogie Nights. But, but yeah, this seemed to just come out of a conversation that you just kind of offered it up. Well, I thought I've thought of it before, you know. And you've been offered to come on this podcast before, but it's fall. Yeah, but I didn't feel like I knew enough about what was that Parenthood the movie? Oh, is that what it was about? That's what. Yeah, that's oh. what. But this, I I know. Yeah, this is your this, this is, is your thing. This is part of my being. It's true. Do you think it did it? Oh, I wanted to ask you, like, when did you become, like, interested in, like, rock and roll and, like, things of this world? You know what I mean? Oh, like, um, was it Sabbath? Was it something, like, lighter? I know you're going to say the Beatles. You obviously like the Beatles. But well, there was I mean. the Beatles and, you know, when I was younger, Jackson 5. And then uh, Black Sabbath, I guess, was. Really? Yeah. So I Black d- Sabbath, Deep Purple, uh, Mott the Hoople. <laughs> Nobody says Monta Hoople. Yeah. All the young dudes. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's Show my me favorite your news. Show me your news. <laughs> so, so what year is that? Do you like start wearing black? Is there like a change that happens, or were you just oh, well, always before, strange? Actually, before that, it was Alice Cooper. Ooh, nice. And Alice uh, Cooper. I used to dress up like Alice Cooper. Just like on your free time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you know the eyes. Oh yeah. The eyes. Uh-huh. And, uh, my brother would take pictures of me. Now is uh, my grandmother your your mother? Yeah. Was she like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, she was tired by then. She didn't give a shit. Oh, because you're like the how many? I kids? was ten when that happened. But you're uh, like the sixth kid, right? Or uh, fifth? Yeah. Fifth. So yeah, she's done. Yeah, she's done. She's done. <laughs> but I would. They wouldn't let me go see Alice Cooper. When I, was, when I was 10. Was he scared? Well, you're devilish. 10. But, and they don't even want to take you, right? They don't want to see it. Well, my brother was going to take me. Mike? Yeah. But mom R. and dad P. wouldn't allow it. How old was Mike then? Like 16? 17 then, I guess. So is he influencing you as well? Oh, yeah. In your rock and that, roll? Yeah, and that's, like in your that's journey? really where it started, yeah. Gotcha. That's kind of like with Bob and me. Like He's who introduced me like the Misfits and stuff. Yeah. With that music-wise, your strange, weird stuff. And Bob was like punk music but then he fell off of that and then i took it to a whole different fucking extreme and now i'm listening to norwegian black metal where you can't even understand (laughs) so pam what do you think that we thought when you said i want to do spinal tap on the podcast with you what did i think yes what do you think we thought oh like do you think we were looking forward to it or we were we thought it was going to be a chore no i think that um i thought you look. You were looking forward to. I think Sam was, and I was excited for you to watch it for the first time. Ever. Yeah, and I had no idea the Nigel Tufnell thing would take off like it. Right? Did. No idea. Which I feel a real kinship with you now. <laughs> if there wasn't already a kinship yeah, before, I'm more of a kinship, more of a kinship. You, it truly is a weird like 
you're even in, you're even more in now that you've seen Spinal Tap and you understand it and you're going to get references now. You, yeah, there literally is a door that has been opened for yeah, you. Yeah, it's been it's been a huge part of my life for what like forty years almost. Shit! Wow! <laughs> yeah, forty years I, in two years. I remember you also being like. They're doing a reunion thing on TV. I gotta, yeah. and you like film it for them or you tape it for mm. me because you had HBO and you get all the good stuff. Uh, good times. So I already said my judgment prior to watching this movie. Sam, what? How did you feel knowing that Pam was going to be on this podcast? I know there's one thing. I was nervous for about. you to be on the podcast because I thought you were going to be nervous to be on the podcast. I've been nervous for weeks. <laughs> And, and well, you've done very well. And we also we discussed that if you back out last minute, it was going to be all right. We'll still just <laughs> do the episode ourselves. Um, but I was so excited for you to see it. But I was nervous that you it wasn't going to click with you because like it is special to me. It mm-hmm. reminds me of Pam and Pam reminds me of it. And Pam is special to me. So it's like, are you going to be in on this thing? I hope you're going to be in on this. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be as in on it because I haven't seen it as many times. Oh, I don't. And don't there are references that, that I'm but, not going to understand. But, but you're I do understand shit sandwich now. I there are other yeah. There are things that I'll remember. <laughs> That's not real, is it? Mima's money. Base. Base. <laughs> I don't remember that part. It's when they're going to the. Uh, she just took over as the manager because she takes over and they're getting booked well, at an airport base. It, if you guys say it, I'll ne- I'll remember what it's from. That's all. It, it's just. Bice? She's like, we're going to an airport base, and Nigel just bice? goes. Bice? Well, yeah, I'm just saying. If I hear bias, I'll laugh because I know that it's Ex- referencing exactly. this movie. Okay, so uh, now we need to choose our least favorite characters. I already, I already so know Pam's. Easy. <laughs> so easy. I have a feeling that mine and Pam's uh, are the yeah. same. I think so too. Is it? Should uh, we say it at the same time? Yeah. Three, two, one. Janine. Janine. I, I didn't know her name and I don't know if that is my least favorite character. Yeah, the girlfriend? So Sam, who's your least favorite character then? Because you have to make a decision right now. I think my least favorite character is the limo driver that says the heavy metal is going to be a fad. First of all, that's Bruno Kirby. <laughs> so Goddamn right. Respect. He was the dad in Sleepers. He did enough time in this family for everybody. I, I reference that scene all the time. I'll be like, I did enough time for everybody. Because and then, I have done enough time for all of us. And then you had no idea as soon as he came on. I was like, it's Bruno Kirby. And you're like, who? I had no idea because I've known that guy separately from like... He's the guy from Spinal Tap, and then there's the guy. I didn't know it was the same guy. He's a really good friend of uh, Rob Reiner's. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I guess um, a lot of them, you know, they were just all friends. That's cool, too, that it's just a group, like, See? just a group of friends and a collective just yeah. making something fun. Angelica Houston has a very Jennifer oh. Coolidge thing about her is nowadays. That, is that real? Bruce Valanche. Mm-hmm. That's not real, is it? That's her laughing. She's having a good time. Yeah, she's a hell of a woman. She looks strong. She looks like she'd break me over her fucking knee she if was, she wanted to. Uh, she was Jack Nicholson's girlfriend. For, for a long time, but yeah, he wouldn't stop was, cheating on her. Yeah. <laughs> that was her claim to fame for a really long time. Yeesh. All right. So most favorite character. Um, I'm going to go ahead and well, throw my hat in the ring because it's clearly Nigel. not just <laughs> Nigel, but it's Nigel's bottom lip and his butt. So I like, yeah, yeah, I like his lips. The I butt like lips, it, I, like his I like his face lips. Oh, yeah. How'd his sleeveless shirt arms do it for you? They all right? I don't care. 
I, it didn't bother you? His, his no, sleeve. because it's a character. Okay. It's not real. She hates sleeveless. I found uh, out she hates sleeveless shirts, but we found out the other week that it's because of my weird scrawny white <laughs> trash arms that made her hate them. So I wondered if someone with non-white trash scrawny arms. It's it's the white trash scrawny arms. <laughs> That's truly what it is. It's not that I hate sleeveless shirts. I hate when you wear sleeveless shirts. That's really all that it is. All right. Um, most favorite character, Pam. Nigel. Sam, most favorite character. My most favorite character is and has always been David Saint Hubbins. Hmm. I was. I would think it would be uh, Smalls. Why Derek do you Smalls. like his? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's who I meant. I don't know why I said David Saint Hubbins. Derek Smalls. Oh, Harry Shearer. Maybe you like the crimped hair. Uh, no. I like David Saint Hubbins, and he's very essential in this movie, and he's fucking hysterical. But yeah, yeah, he's good. But Harry Shearer is my favorite of this whole movie. Every time he talks, he does something funny. I love his mustache. I love how British he really looks. I think he's got British heritage in him because, like, I know other British celebrities who kind of look like him a little bit. Actually, Christopher Guest has British heritage. Oh, I can see that, too. He's a baron. He's a baron? Yeah, I did see that. I'm Baron Christopher Guest. No, it's something atrociously long. Yeah. It says here, Christopher Hayden Guest, fifth Baron Hayden Guest. Hmm. And then he says... And he was part of the House of Lords or just because... That dog will not stop barking. You are. I mean, you're not voted in or anything. It's just... You just are. Yeah, because you're a baron. Your lordship. All right. What's next? Much like uh, my womb and yours as well, (laughs) baron. (laughs) All right. So how old... Did you say how old you were when you first started watching this? Because I did read that this movie was not initially a success. No, it wasn't in the theaters, no. Not till video. So when how, when did you see it? Was it the year that it came out at least? Me? Because you said you waited until it came out on HBO, but I don't know how um, fast that was, I guess. I'm thinking it was 85. Before I'm alive? I don't know. I was born in September 85. You know, yeah, I, I don't... I, Do I coincide? Am, maybe, I as, am I as old as your Spinal Tap love? I, may, I think it was a little earlier than probably it was sometime gotcha. probably in 84 because i don't remember you gotcha <laughs> <laughs> i did not exist yet so the very first time that you watched it did you love it did it have to grow on you oh, i loved it okay and loved it. were you a giggling mess were you a true pam giggling mess then has this always been a have you always gone into these giggling fits uh when i just hit the floor you mean yes like, oh yeah just oh, like yeah. the other day when Bob said, butter and something about I, bread and I stuff. I still think about that. I, a couple <laughs> times a day, I think about that and laugh. Ridiculous. Okay, so would you recommend this movie today, Pam? Oh, absolutely. Oh. It, it has stood the test of time. You did say you tried to make every person watch it, so I think that kind well, of speaks for itself. Well, not in a long time, but I used to. Yeah. And I could tell people were just like, oh, oh not no, She's again. taking us to slave again. Another spinal tap. <laughs> we didn't think it was funny the first time. And then Dave got really tired of it because it was just on all the time. Well, so you... You're kind of like me, though. You watch things obsessively, right? Like, you can oh, watch yeah. them over and over and oh, over yeah. again. If I like something, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Until the next thing? Yeah, but, like, things like this, I mean, they carry Oh, they'll over. stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam, I think yeah. I know this answer, but uh-huh. would you watch this movie again? Yeah, of course, and I would also recommend it. Would you rate it, what, out of zero? Zero out of ten, Oliver, the... <laughs> yeah, we got... Oh, f- zero out of eleven. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. What a dumb, dumb... 
I'm taking a this. Dumb, dumb. This movie is an 11 Oliver the Rock and Roll Cats by far. This is one of my favorite it's, movies. It's Oliver the Movie Watching Cats. It, it kind of shaped me for a minute there. It like shaped my perception of comedy. Like, you know, when you're growing up and there's things that are given to you and you find your thing, this is one of those things that helped me find my world. My, this is my thing. And then I find out that a lot of other musicians in the music world that I'm in also were like, yeah, Spinal Tap was my fucking thing. Yeah. So 11 out of 11 is my rating. Okay. I would watch this again. Um, as far as rating it, I do feel like there is a true disservice of watching something that is 40 fucking years old after watching however many things that have done something similar since. Oh, okay, yeah. So I almost feel like people should be introduced to things chronologically. Like, oh, you should see this. Like, like you need to see these classic movies, but we have to start in order or you're not going to appreciate it correctly. Yeah, like you've, you've heard the bastardized version of all these jokes almost. Uh, or I mean, in, in some way, shape or form. So I feel like it's not going to be as high for me as it is for you guys. But I did enjoy it. Like I said, I would watch it again. I would probably give this like a 7.5. Hey, that's good for her. It's okay. really good. Okay. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, people might watch it now and who've never seen it before who are young. And uh, <laughs> I love the disdain. That was yeah. there. <laughs> but, you know, they've seen so much like this. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, that's just, you know, I've seen stuff like that before. And this and kind of cinematography it. doesn't help people anymore. Yeah, but it, too. I appreciate yeah. it. I just feel like it doesn't quite hit as hard because I've seen other things. Well, yeah, that's what like I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But I still think that it's good. I think it's funny. There are things that I would need to get f- from watching it more times. Oh, the more times you watch it, the more you're going to pick up on mm-hmm. it. You're going to laugh at a new joke every time almost. And I feel like it's worth that. And yeah. I really am interested in watching and rewatching Christopher Guest movies to get a real feel Good. of this uh, crush I have or will it dissipate? Because I might not have a crush on Christopher Guest. Not, it might, might have a crush on Nigel Tufnell. Nigel Tufnell. Yeah, I always had more of a crush on Nigel. Than <laughs> and that makes more Guest. sense to me. Yeah. I was cool. really upset when I found out he was married to Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Fuck that bitch! How dare he be happy? I, I had to call your mom. and, and <laughs> She had to console you? She had to console me. Uh, I have a question for you, Michelle. Um, it's based on the cinematography and the way this movie looks. Movies like Halloween, this, and these like 70s movies, early 80s, the way they have like that, the way they just look, mm-hmm. does that appeal to you? Does that does that automatically make you go, I'm into this? Or are you more like a mid-80s, early 90s, that's the kind of look that'll get you into stuff? I grew up watching shitty TV, so, and I don't mean, qual- like, I mean what it actually looked like. So I can get into stuff like that way more than like a black and white movie because that feels even more removed from me and my existence. And like the the words, the terminology, the phrases people use, like it's just different. It's too far away. This is still familiar enough that it's fine. I just, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm in because it looks old and it's nostalgic. Well, but. sometimes that works for me. If it looks like it's like filmed around this time and it's mm-hmm. got that look. That it feels is cozy. An, that, yeah, I didn't want to say it. But if it gives me an advantage into the movie, I'll be like, oh, yeah, it looks great. I'm in. 
because it makes it feel like ethereal. It makes it feel like not like real. It's almost when things are high def, you're almost like, well, this yeah, is too real. Too real, yeah. Or even too real or too CGI, one of the two. That might be why I'm not as into movies as I used to be. I think it's a very big thing because even like 90s movies or like, I uh, think like Uncle Buck or Home Alone, even those were just like ethereal. Those are so, yeah. And I watch Garfield Christmas every year and that still and that has, has like a fuzzy an old graininess. look to it. Yep. Yeah, so yep. I do. That does, I mean, it does have a nostalgic look, but I'm just gonna, not going to like something because all, it has that look. All my favorite movies have that grainy look. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead, Spinal Tap. They're all that fucking way. All right, we need to move along to the last because thing because a dog this going dog is outside? losing her fucking mind and it's 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 raising my fucking anxiety to 11, <laughs> I tell you that. So describe <laughs> this movie in one word, Sam, go. Uh, uh, this is hard. Base. <laughs> <laughs> Pam, describe this movie in one word. Nigel? <laughs> I am going to say bottom. I knew you were going to say something about butt or bottom. <laughs> All right, so that is it as far as that movie goes. That's it as far as the questions. The next thing is something I've been dreading a lot. I don't think I've ever dreaded giving you something more than I am right now. Okay. And it's for some reason I'm just drawing such a blank and I have things that I would like to give you. I just don't know if it's the right time or that I even want to do it. I'm just, I don't know. I'm like panicking. So I'm going to give you something. I'm not the happiest about it, but we'll get through it. It'll be fine. I'm going to give you Morrison Hotel by the doors. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah, but I've I've kind of swore off the doors for years. Oh, come on. So it's like one of those things that like I'm just kind of like teetering with and I don't know if I even want to do it because I used to love the doors and then I just stopped listening to them entirely and then now I'm just kind of indifferent. Well, now we we could talk about that journey on the podcast that you've had can. with the doors. I guess that's the whole Cuz I've got of my own thing. journey with the doors as well. Yes, do I. All right, Pam will be on next week for the <laughs> doors episode. <laughs> All, All right, right, that's it. Thank you, Pam. You did great. Yes, no good reason job. to be nervous from nope. any of us. Good job, and good uh, we appreciate job. it. You should definitely come back again sometime. Thanks for having me. No problem. Everyone, tell your friend about this podcast. Let's let's get some new fans. That's our, that's my New Year's resolution this year. New fans. You follow I, through with very little things. Unless I know. It's playing games. Nothing's gonna happen <laughs> unless it's playing golf or playing my guitar. It's not gonna. Happen. Or skateboarding. Hey, fun stuff. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye.